Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. The Fantasy Forecast starts now. Now, here's Anita Marks. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Anita Marks here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, I know it's the fantasy forecast hour. We go beyond fantasy. Uh, there's only so much fantasy we can discuss in an hour when we're talking about just, we're down to two. Can you believe it? AFC, NFC championship games. We are down to two. Oh my goodness gracious. Today. Uh, it has to be today. AFC, here's the thing. And by the way, we have Ty and Anthony who are producing the show on the opposite side of the glass. As you know, Chris Canty is going to join me in 58 minutes. Um, we're going to dive into both these games. We're going to get into Jason Garrett now, the new offensive coordinator for the Giants, and, and Daniel Jones. Of course, what would a show be without a little Odell Beckham Jr. talk? We will kind of step outside of uh, the NFL talk. And, and, and I'm curious to hear what Chris has to say about the Major League Baseball scandal, McGregor, 42nd first round knockout. If you listen to Weekend Wager, and we told you if you are on McGregor, that was the bet. That was the way to roll. And by the way, Vegas probably lost a ton of money last night. A ton of money. There were so, I mean, going into that fight, McGregor minus 300. But if you, if, if you thought that he was going to knock him out in the first round, it was plus 190. And we talked about it right here on Weekend Wager every Friday night at 10 o'clock. So hopefully we helped you win some money. But but nonetheless, um, how many times, guys, do you feel going into AFC, NFC championship games that we are about to witness and watch a better game than what is expected for the Super Bowl? What do you guys say? I say each and every year. I feel that each and every year we have the we have the possibility that. The AFC championship or the NFC championship games are potentially more exciting and could be better than what we're going to see in the Super Bowl two weeks from now. What would you, what and would you, you feel that way this weekend? Well, here's the thing. Who do you, like, I know you think Green Bay is going to win. You, you and Giselle are like the only two people here at 98.7 ESPN who think Green Bay is going to win, right? Yes. Okay. And if they do, big credit to you guys. Big credit. I think they get their butts handed to them today. I really do. The San Francisco 49ers defense is just so sick. Now, you could sit back and say, well, wait a minute, Anita. What if it's San Francisco and Kansas City? Now you've got one of the most explosive offenses with Patrick Mahomes and all those weapons that he has to work with against arguably the best defense in the NFL that peaked at the right time and got healthy at the right time. Okay. Okay. But hypothetically speaking, let's say that it would have been the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. What a treat that would have been. But here's the thing. I actually, I'm probably the only person here at the station who actually thinks the Tennessee Titans has a chance against the Kansas City Chiefs. I do. I do. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm probably gonna play that a number of ways. Now, what if it is Tennessee that advances to take on the San Francisco 49ers? I, I, let me ask you this. If it is, let's say hypothetically speaking, Tennessee goes on this run where they beat Kansas City and they go to the Super Bowl and they, def- they, they defeat the San Francisco 49ers. Would you say, would you say that that's probably one of the, would you put that above the Giants beating the Patriots, the undefeated Patriot season? 
if the Tennessee Titans were to make this unbelievable historic run to make it to the Super Bowl and beat the San Francisco 49ers, would you put that above what we saw the Giants two years ago? Well, they'd have to win the Super Bowl because that's what the Giants did. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. So you're talking about beating Brady, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. So the MVP, possibly the MVP mm runner-up, and the greatest quarterback of all times. And then let's just throw the Packers in there for argument's sake because Aaron Rodgers, like that adds to the the legend uh, that would be the Titans. Then maybe it has to be up there. But um, but I guess my question is: Would you would you one up? Would you sit, would you put that above the season that the Giants went to the Super Bowl and beat the undefeated? It's New hard England? for me to say that because how old were you when that year? What were you? I was fourteen. Okay, still a bambino. Yeah, I was actually I was just about to turn fourteen. Okay, I was a couple of weeks away from turning fourteen. But beating an undefeated, you know, Patriots team. Probably the the best franchise of all time in, in NFL history. When you look at the combination of Belichick and Brady and what they've been able to accomplish, uh, it's hard for anything to usurp that. I as was, great as a as a run this would be, it's hard for me to put that above what Eli Manning and that Giants team was able to do in two thousand seven. I was I was there in uh, in Arizona. I was uh, I was hosting with Jonathan Ogden at the time. I was working in Baltimore. And Jonathan Ogden uh, came out to Super Bowl and we hosted an entire week on Radio Row. And um, just being out there on Radio Row and, and talking to a number of analysts each and every day, I just kind of – I got the feeling that the Giants were going to win that game and sure enough they did. I just I, – I think this is – I think this is an, an unbelievable run what we've seen from the Tennessee Titans. And there were – if you recall, there were a number of analysts, uh, Rex Ryan – um, I'm trying to think who there was uh, like like a number of them. And I, I apologize that uh, Rex Ryan is the only name that comes to mind who came out and said, hey, be careful of this Tennessee Titans team. If this team gets into the postseason, they're going to be really dangerous. Now, I anticipated the Tennessee Titans to uh, to to beat the Baltimore to beat the uh, the New England Patriots, but I did not expect them to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Um. And here, here's here's the big key with Chris Jones potentially not playing today. Apparently, he's going to be a true game time de- decision for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the first time these two teams met this season, um, he had eight solo tackles in two sacks. If he can't go, I I, I think that's today heading into this this game. In looking at a number, you know, Conklin, offensive lineman for Tennessee Titans, um, Humphreys, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. I'm trying to think some of the other guys out there that are kind of questionable heading in. Chris Jones has to be the one that probably the most important player out of both games that his his active or inactive um, ability, I, I think, is, is going to have a bigger impact on on the outcome in the game. Because without him, I think it's going to be really, really a, a tough feat for uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs to be able to 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 do what they they need to do in order to beat the Tennessee Titans. I know a lot of people are going. Here's the thing. Again, I, you know, I, I thought the Baltimore Ravens coming in with Lamar Jackson, that Baltimore Ravens offense, so explosive that they were going to beat the Tennessee Titans. So for for folks who who are are on Kansas City? It, I, I'm just I'm curious because is it is it just the difference that 
you were still on the fence when it comes to Lamar Jackson, but you're not when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. Is Patrick Mahomes the difference maker for you in regard to not believing that the Tennessee Titans have a chance today? I'm really curious. Because what they were able to do to a very explosive, well-rested, or you might say rested is one thing, rusty is another, Anita. The Baltimore Ravens could have been could have been rusty. Because they had that bye week, and of course they didn't have to play a lot of their players in Week 17. And Lamar Jackson didn't play in Week 17. So, but I'm I'm just I I I feel like I feel like Patrick Mahomes is and you know I love using this word Patrick Mahomes is that elixir that I think is is changing the narrative or changing the the opinion of those who don't believe that Tennessee Titans even have a chance today because it's Patrick Mahomes. Well, the Baltimore Ravens offense was just as explosive, but. Is it that you just believe you have you have more faith in Patrick Mahomes than, than you did with Lamar Jackson? This is the Fantasy Forecast Podcast with Anita Marks. So, uh, so prop bet wise, this is what I'm on in this game. Love probably one of my favorite bets today is Patrick Mahomes over 18 and a half rushing yards. Um, ever since uh, his uh, he's he's healed and has been back 100 percent from that knee cap dislocation. He's been running quite frequently. So I love Patrick Mahomes over 18 and a half rushing yards. You can get Patrick Mahomes over one and a half touchdown passes, which means he's going to have to toss two, but you've got to lay $235. Guys, would you do that? Anthony and Ty work in the show. Would you lay $235 to win $100 that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw two touchdown passes today? I believe he will. I just feel like you can get better value in other prop bets. Then minus 235 on one and a half touchdowns. Now, if you think he's going to toss three touchdowns, you could get that for plus 120. I do that. Which means I think that he's going to throw three touchdowns. Which means you're going to lay 100 to win 120. I would do that because I think he's going to throw three touchdowns at least today. But here's the thing. If you had big baller money, what's like Which we do, obviously. Yeah, okay. But if if we had big baller money... Are you laying like laying two thirty five to win a hundred is nothing, right? Yeah, like, you if, can if just you, do if, that if you have conviction like, on that. Like I think, like we're sitting back going, "Oh man, that's a lot of juice to put down to uh, to to for for Patrick Mahomes to throw two touchdown passes." That's a that's a lot. Like, but if you know, if if two thirty if two hundred thirty five dollars to us is like five dollars to some people, it, it, that's you know, it's it's money making money. Is what it is. It's money making money. <laughs> anyway, um, so th- th- those are the lines for that. Um, I do believe that Ryan Tannehill is going to have to, uh, to to pass the ball more than he has the first two games in order to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I also think that Ryan Tannehill is going to rush for more than 14 and a half yards. I'm on that one. Damian Williams is, is interesting to me. Like, I think the way Kansas City beats this team is through the air. So, like, I'm more on Tyreek Hill over 76 and a half receiving yards. I'm more on Sammy Watkins over three and a half receptions. Um, I'm more on Travis Kelsey than I I am on Damian Williams. Damian Williams over total over yards at 85 and a half. I just, I think I'm going to stay away from that. Because I just don't think Damian Williams is the formula for the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Tennessee Titans. Now, when it comes to Derrick Henry, man, what a beast. Like I said, probably the biggest uh, active, inactive 
notification is going to be with Chris Jones. If no Chris Jones, boy, Derrick Henry could have another big day against the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, his stats right now, you can bet that Derrick Henry is going to score two touchdowns for plus 360, which means you're laying 100 to win $360. Um, his over in rushing yards is 110 and a half. I'm going to take the over there. His over in total yards is 123 and a half. So that's obviously that's rushing and receiving. Here's a sneaky good one. Adam Humphreys is supposed to be back. First time these two teams faced each other in week week 12. I'm sorry, week 10. Adam Humphreys scored a touchdown. Adam Humphreys plays out of the slot, and that's one of the weakest parts of the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. Adam Humphreys to score a touchdown, plus 490. I think I'm going to put some coin on that. And also, like I said, I do believe that, uh, that Ryan Tannehill is going to have to toss the rock a lot. Well, maybe not a lot. More than we've seen. In the past two games. So I like the over on AJ Brown at 62 and a half. So 800 919 3776. Let's go to Bill in Queens. Bill, you're up. Good morning, Ada. Thanks for taking my call. You were talking about the Giants and, and comparing the Titans to them in that run. I was at that game, that last regular season game in 2007. And although the Giants lost, there was, a, there was like a vibe in the air. They really played really well. And you know, like I left there with with a group of people and, and believing that the Giants ha- really had a legitimate shot at that. Uh, you know, I think that a lot of people, you're comparing them to the Tennessee Titans, nobody thought they were going to beat Baltimore. Nobody thought that whatsoever. Uh, I mean, you know, are you of all people playing professional sports? No, any given Sunday, right? I mean, any 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 given Sunday. But he, Bill, here's the thing: like like I anticipate, like I I've, I've been calling out the the ball the the Patriots all season. I felt that they were pretenders, not contenders, because the first half of the season they played. Not only did they play horrible cellar dweller teams, but they they played cellar dweller teams with their second and third string quarterbacks. So, right. so, so I, so I, I felt the stats on the Patriots were skewed because because the teams that they were facing the first like seven weeks of the season. So, them beating the Patriots was not a surprise to me. Them beating the Ravens in Baltimore Huge. after that, like, to, like, so I, I, I am a believer now in the Tennessee Titans. I, I now I'm not sitting here telling you for a hundred percent with true conviction that the Tennessee Titans are going to beat the San Francisco 49ers. No, but you know what? I like the seven and a half. Heck, Bill, I actually like the Tennessee Titans plus three and a half. That's how close I think this game is going to be. I don't think this is going to be a blowout. Well, you will always love your Mahomes. I do love my Mahomes, <laughs> Bill. Thank you. Oh, and you know what that deserves. Rolling with the homies. Yeah, let's do it. You're Rolling with my homies. Let's go to Andy in Miami. Andy, how you doing? Uh, Neat, it's great to hear your voice. I know Championship Sunday is even better than the Super Bowl for quality of football, and yeah. I know this is like your Super Bowl. I think so. I really do. I feel like it's. I feel like AFC and NFC Championship Weekend is such a treat because I agree. Beca- because these are four teams that very well could could be your Super Bowl. You know. Um, could be your, your two your two Super Bowl teams that make it, and we're getting kind of like double the fun today. Uh, hey, be, before before we start talking about, because I, I know you you kind of you want to talk about Jessica Mendoza for a second, but before we dive there, um, I I have a text message out to Mama Mimi today. I want her to join me on the show because I'm I'm really curious. You're down in Miami. What? And I know you listen to Sports Talk Radio down there. What's the feeling and the vibe down there with Miami Dolphin fans in regard to what Ryan Tannehill is doing in Tennessee? Like, do you feel that they're rooting for Ryan Tannehill? 
I think our jaws are dropping. I think our jaws are dropping in the sense that, much like Mama Meanie, we didn't see this coming, Anita. I mean, we didn't think it. Gays definitely did not get the best out of them, but Joe Philbin didn't get the best out of them. I mean, you could go down a list of coaches. That, I mean, it was so bad. I would like to put it in perspective for people in New York how much Ryan Tannehill was abused by the fans when he was down here. Miko Grimes was the wife of uh, one of the secondary players. She got a radio show out of making out of Sam Grimes. She got a radio show out of making fun of Ryan Tannehill, who was on the same team as her husband. <laughs> and and like she would rag him on a regular basis. Like what kind of NFL team would have Ryan Tannehill? And we thought he was more of a wide receiver than a quarterback. But I had season tickets to the Dolphins, and for some reason he played well at home. So I think our jaws are dropping, and yeah, I mean, why not? I think it's an example of how former Miami leadership can get the job done, but I still think, you know, with Brian Flores, people are more optimistic, but I think I would use the word, I'm sure Mama Meany feels the same way, shock would be the word I'd use. Okay. Uh, before we let you go, uh, what, was it, uh, what was it that you initially wanted to call in about, Andy? Anita, listen, I, whenever I hear a story, I sometimes think, what would Anita think? And I know you've had Jessica Mendoza on. She went to Stanford. Brody went to Stanford. A.J. Hinch went to Stanford. And I think when she gives a response as, you know, somebody who's paid by the Mets and also by ESPN to say that, you know, she's really disappointed in the whistleblower. I mean, I think your first response should be, I'm really disappointed in A.J. Hinch. I mean, clearly he knew about it. He let it go on. And, um, you know, it affected two of her friends in the sense that Brody Van Wagen stepped his reputation on getting Beltran, and also, you know, by the way, his best man at his wedding was A.J. Hinch. So for him to say that he had no idea that there was a cheating scandal in Houston in the conference call after they fired him is ridiculous. And I think for Jessica Mendoza, who probably was a classmate of these two guys, to say that Mike Fires is the bad guy and that she's really disappointed in him or she thinks it's a joke, no. How about I have a question for you, Anita, as somebody who's, you know, such a good better. How about people who did legal gambling? and bet against the Astros. I mean, what happens to them? Nothing. They're out that money. I mean, you're affecting the integrity of the game. That's got to be rooted out. That's how I feel. I'm really interested in your feelings on that. Yeah, listen, I know Jessica really, really well. Um, she's, she's, she's a fantastic human being. I don't want to sit here and pretend that I, I, I know what – I have not had a conversation with her. I have not I exchanged text messages with her. Um, I, I, I don't know what her mindset was. I, I know that after she made those comics, those comments on Golik and Wingo, I know she released a statement, um, not retracting what she said, but trying to explain further. And, and the gist of that was she thought that instead of airing your dirty laundry, it would have been better if you would have gone behind closed doors and handled this internally is, is really what she was saying. But the response to that is, Apparently, that that happened and nothing was done. So Major League Baseball worried about another scandal. The only way that that players and managers and those within Major League Baseball that felt something would be done uh, was if they did bring it public. So, you know, again, I, I you know, I, I don't want to sit here in in defend Jessica Mendoza or, or, or try to explain what her mindset was. But I, I do know that she had released – did you hear – did you read her, her statement that she released after she did the, the interview with Golan? She did. I, 
and I, and I did, and I, I love her. You know, I love having a woman's perspective, and I saw that the San Francisco Giants hired a woman, and I think the Knicks could really use Becky Hammond as their head coach, and I know your feelings about women being involved in professional sports, and I think it's great, and I think that Jessica Mendoza is great. I just think that that statement was, I guess, ill-advised, and I know you got to go, so I'm going to ask you one last question. Mm-hmm. When you see videotape that John Boyd puts out of Altuve saying, don't rip my shirt off, mm-hmm. or there's you know, uh, uh, somebody claiming to be Car- Carlos Beltran's niece um, with a burner account, which is clearly another player, showing Josh Reddick still with the wires on his chest that are taped while he has the goggles and the champagne in his hair. I'm just interested in what you think as somebody who's, you know, a pretty good better and somebody I like listening to knowing that you've got integrity bets being made in Vegas, being made in New Jersey at real sports books, where, you know, clearly there is deliberate tampering with the game. Yeah, it's it's you know, if 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 I would have wagered on that game, Andy, I, I'd be really ticked off right now. Um I didn't. I didn't lose money. So I can't speak from experience. But like for example, um, you know, I, I get I get upset a lot of times when when teams aren't very honest about uh the their injury report. You know, that's I mean and, and again like that's Patriots, that, that's the like the yeah, Patriots. Like the, like the Patriots, exactly. So you know, and I, I know we're we're comparing apples and oranges here, but whenever there's anything, and Andy, thank you so much for the phone call. Really do appreciate it. Enjoy the games today. But whenever there's anything that is dishonest, um, that can affect the outcome of a game, um, it's a problem. Especially as is more states are becoming legalized for gambling, and more people are going to start gambling. Um, and you've got money on a game. Like, for example, I, you know what I was probably the most upset I was was the Pacquiao fight because he didn't disclose that he had a torn um, rotator cuff when he fought. Um, that, that, that was that's probably the, the most upset I was in regard to not having all the information and losing losing money in in whatever competition that I had I had wagered on but listen I I, at the end of the day Major League Baseball needs to get a handle on this because they turned the blind eye on the steroid era and reports that are out there right now is that they tried to turn a blind eye on this cheating scandal and this day and age that we live in with social media and a number of people coming to the forefront and, and calling out players and calling out Major League Baseball and calling out Manfred, they really need to get a grip on this because things are – I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think things I, – especially as Ty, I came in, we were talking about what are we going to – when Chris Canty gets in studio, you know, we're with you until 8 to 11. Yeah, it's going to be predominantly football, but I do want to dive into the Major League Baseball scandal with Chris. I'm curious to get his take on that. Yesterday I was hosting. I got more calls in regard to Major League Baseball than anything else yesterday on my show. And Ty, you said, yeah, this next week is is going to be kind of insane. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I agree with you. Like I think more is going to be revealed. I think Major League Baseball needs to dive deeper, especially if there's this buzzer thing happening. And to sit here and think that it was only the Astros who used a, a, a select device like that I think is naive. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the next few weeks are, are going to be really, really very telling and, and probably some of the most important weeks in the history of Major League Baseball, in the future for Major League Baseball. 
This is the Fantasy Forecast Podcast with Anita Marks. Fantasy Player of the Week brought to you by Sticky's Finger Joint, serving the best damn chicken fingers you've ever tasted with 18 different homemade dipping sauces open seven days a week for locations and to order online. Check out stickies.com. I'm going with George Kittle. Uh, probably my best bet today. Not probably. It is my best bet today. Over 73 and a half receiving yards. Why the 49ers, they love to attack the middle of the field. The Green Bay Packers, their defense, they are most vulnerable in the middle of the field. So far this season, 170 passing targets, almost 10 yards per attempt, and a 70% success rate. That's what the Green Bay Packers defense has given up. George Kittle, he owns the middle of the field. 33% of his target share is in the middle of the field. And the Green Bay Packers rank 26 against opposing tight ends in yards per attempt. So I love George Kittle. He's my Stickies Fantasy Football Player of the Day. This has been the Fantasy Forecast Podcast with Anita Marks.